Amen, amen. Thank you, wonderful musicians and Dr. Lisa Autar. We love you and appreciate you. Would you take your Bibles now, please? Would you, would you take your Bibles? Our theme today is the kind of person God wants you to be. This is part two. Part two, I began part one last Sunday, and you can see a little summary of the main points of last week's message in your bulletin. Please just make a note of the fact that what you have in your bulletin is a summary of last week. It's not an outline for today's message, okay? Acts chapter 6 records a part of the life and the story of Stephen. And here's what it says, beginning at verse 8 in Acts 6. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people. But one day, some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. They were Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and the province of Asia. None of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. So they persuaded some men to lie about Stephen, saying, We heard him blaspheme Moses and even God. This roused the people, the elders and the teachers of religious law. So they arrested Stephen and brought him before the high council. The lying witnesses said, This man is always speaking against the holy temple and against the law of Moses. We have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy the temple and change the customs Moses handed down to us. At this point, everyone in the high council stared at Stephen because his face became as bright as an angel's. Amen, amen. By, by the way, Reverend Fitzpatrick, whereabouts are you, my brother? I just want you to know if you want to take the outline of my message and preach it somewhere else and prove upon it, you can do it. No charge to you, sir. No charge. <laughs> amen. Okay, my friends, I shared with you five truths in part one, and now I want to take you to a very important truth today, and the first truth is this, about the kind of person I believe God wants you and me to be. Number one is, be a person who is filled with wisdom. This comes, of course, from verse 10 where it says, None of them could stand against the wisdom, none of them could stand against the wisdom and the spirit with which Stephen spoke. This young man, Stephen, was filled with wisdom. Question, what is wisdom? Well, if you look it up in Google, and I tell you this because I'm just trying to help you understand, you know, I'm getting more and more cool and know how to press buttons and look up stuff under Google and Goggle and all of those uh, different sources, okay? If you look under Google, you will find <laughs> the wisdom, here it is, it's the big screen, is the quality, the quality of having experience knowledge, and good judgment, the quality of being wise. Now, I underline that part, good judgment. This is so imperative, so important, so very much a part of wisdom. Then if you were to look up wisdom in, for example, the Concise Oxford Dictionary, it tells us something similar. It says that 
Wisdom is experience and knowledge together with the power of applying them critically or practically. Knowledge can exist without wisdom, but not necessarily the other way around. A person, for instance, can be knowledgeable without being wise. Did you know that? A person can be knowledgeable without being wise. For example, knowledge can be knowing how to drive a car. Wisdom can be knowing when to stop on the gas and when to stop on the brake. Very helpful, amen? Dr. William Barclay says, and I love this, think about, about it for a bit, okay? He says, in essence, wisdom is the ability to see things as God sees them. Isn't that beautiful? Wisdom is the ability to see things as God sees them. Let that soak in and reflect upon it this week. Also, wisdom highlights what's most important. Recently, we had the privilege of having Dr. Bill Stewart speak in our church services here, and uh, he had that wonderful uh, sharing on the video that we just saw a few moments ago. And uh, Dr. Stewart wrote a book called Journey into Wisdom, which I'm holding in my hand. And I was very delighted to see that when he was here, many of you bought his book and his other books. And in in his book, he comments on uh, James chapter one, verse five, where the Bible says, if any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Now, listen, listen to what, Dr. Stewart says, just a few highlights, and for those of you who have his book, you'll, you'll find it in, uh, in chapter 16, beginning at page 127. Here, here is what he says. Beautiful. Listen to this. Listen, listen. He says, the wisdom James is talking about gives us good insight into what's really important. It understands what the true priorities of life must be. It sees clearly which things ought to come first. If we lack this clear insight, we'll make decisions based on what seems to be good for us in the moment. But the urgency of present needs and desires can often lead us astray. Wisdom gives us the insight of having a clear understanding of the most important purposes and objectives of life. So many mistakes are made because we don't keep our priorities in view but allow ourselves to be distracted by the conveniences, appeal, and desires of smaller and lesser things. The voice of wisdom would say that it's important to keep first things first. And Dr. Stewart goes on and says, wisdom prioritizes the main values but it also brings into focus the values that last, values that last. As we deal with the everyday details of life, wisdom helps us to keep the big picture in focus. 
It isn't wise to endanger long-range objectives in order to satisfy some passing pleasure or convenience. True wisdom impresses on, impresses on our minds the importance of lasting values, motivating us to keep our hearts set on them in spite of temptations to get sidetracked. Jesus made it clear that it is wise to invest heavily in lasting values, not temporal values. Jesus said, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen, amen. And then a little bit later, Dr. Stewart goes on and says that wisdom is practical. You know, it's not just kind of up there somewhere, but rather wisdom is, is practical. And just a few, a few thoughts about that as well. He says, true wisdom is practical. It's able to apply the understanding of the mind to the practical decisions and actions of every day. It helps us respond to life correctly. It helps balance our values so that all aspects of life are taken care of. It shows us how to provide space for the important and dismiss the unimportant. Well, if you've got his book, I want to strongly encourage you to read chapter 16, even, even if you haven't gotten there as yet. So, let's, uh, let's now think about further how we get wisdom. We just talked briefly about what is wisdom. Let's talk about how do we get wisdom. Well, to begin with, wisdom comes from the Lord. Proverbs 2 verse 6 says, for the Lord grants wisdom. James uh, chapter one verse five says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. Isn't that beautiful? You and I, sometimes you might think like, man, I just don't have what it takes. I just don't have this wisdom. The Bible says you and I can ask from the Lord. That's beautiful, isn't it? Ask our generous God and he will give it to you, he says. By the way, here is a starting point for wisdom. Psalm 111 verse 10 says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. All who obey God's commandments will grow in wisdom. All right. Now, in addition, in addition to wisdom coming from the Lord, note this. Wisdom comes from asking for advice from others. Okay? Wisdom also comes from asking for advice from others. Psalm 37, verse 30 says this. The godly offer good counsel. They teach right from wrong. Also, Proverbs 27, verse 9 says, The heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as perfume and incense. Okay, remember, wisdom also comes from asking for advice from others. Sometimes people will say, sometimes people say, oh, I don't need to know what someone else will tell me. I don't, I don't need their advice. I don't need their guidance. I can figure it out all by myself. Most times you can't. Doesn't matter how smart you think you are. Guidance, advice from other godly people can really help you. Note also that wisdom comes from learning from learning from the successes and the mistakes of others. 
Amen? For example, recently, recently the Cleveland Cavaliers basketball team won the NBA championship. How many of you were interested in the recent uh, basketball championship series? How, how many of you? Put your hand up, okay? All right, a lot of you, a lot of you were. That's nice, that's good, that's good. Now, it was the first time, <clears throat> would you believe that, would you believe me if I told you they asked me to play for them, but uh, I was busy? <laughs> All right. Now, it was the first time, it was the first time in its history of over 50 years that Cleveland won the championship. Most of you know that. And when game seven, when game seven finally finished and Cleveland was the winner, their star player, their star player, I saw the last part of the game, their star player, LeBron James, fell on the court. He fell on the ground, filled with joy, but he was totally exhausted physically and emotionally. As best as I could tell, he was bawling his eyes out, he was crying, he was probably in physical agony, and he just looked exhausted physically and emotionally. And when the commentator, when the commentator interviewed LeBron James a little bit later, with sweat still just pouring out of his whole body, he said this, he said this. He said, my team and I worked and worked and worked and worked and we finally got the championship for our city. Now, when I say, when I say wisdom, wisdom comes from learning from the successes of others, I'm hoping that the millions of young people who heard LeBron James say what he, say, what he said about work, I'm hoping that young people and older people but especially I'm hoping that young people will say to themselves when and after they heard LeBron James, I'm hoping folks will say, <clears throat> in order for me to be successful in whatever I do, I must work very hard. I must work very hard, just like LeBron James gave it everything he could to win the basketball championship. Amen? Amen? On the other hand, on the other hand, when I say wisdom comes from learning from the mistakes from others, here's what I mean. <clears throat> this, this past week, unfortunately, someone left their dog in a very hot car. And I don't know all the details, but I'm assuming that someone saw this, was really concerned about the dog, the, the, the dog was in fact in distress, they must have called the police. The bottom line is, the owner of that vehicle was charged, was charged for leaving that dear pet in a very hot car. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, that others will learn from the mistakes of that gentleman. Others will say, you know what? I will not leave my pet. I will never leave my child or someone else's child in a hot car while I go into a grocery store, while I go into um, whatever it is that someone goes into at the cost of leaving a pet or a precious child in a car. Amen? Last fall, a drunk driver killed three children plus their grandfather in the west end of their city. 
I'm hoping, I'm hoping that others have learned from the mistakes of that young man who was recently sentenced to many years in jail. I'm hoping that many others have said, you know what? You, you know, that guy was driving drunk, and I'm hoping others are saying to themselves, I will never drive drunk again. Better still, I'm hoping others have said, I will stop drinking completely so that I don't put myself or anyone else at risk because of my alcoholic tendencies. Amen? Amen. That's what I mean by, by uh, learning from the successes and from the mistakes of others. My friends, I have spent, I've spent uh, a little bit of time on this subject of wisdom today because almost every week, almost every week, our other pastors and I have spoken uh, or have had people from the community and from our church speak with us, asking us to help them with family and relationship problems, financial problems, business issues, health issues, work-related problems, and all kinds of other situations, which is fine. You know, we as pastors, we want to love and care and help. But it occurred to me, it occurred to me very recently that if a little more wisdom had been exercised, so many of the major problems that come up could have been prevented. They could have been prevented, uh, not in every case, but many times with some more wisdom being applied, a lot of unnecessary heartaches could have been prevented. Ladies, ladies, wisdom tells you that if a guy is an alcoholic and he's doing drugs, he's not the one for you, even if he is as handsome as our youth pastor. Okay? By the way, by the way, I, I said to Adrian, whose wedding we're celebrating on Friday with Hannah, I said to Adrian's two brothers at the men's breakfast yesterday, I said, gentlemen, I want you to know your brother has ended up with a fantastic wife. That guy made a great choice. Okay, guys, guys, if a, if a girl is sleeping around with all kinds of men, wisdom tells you this. You don't date her, no matter how beautiful she is. All right? Ladies, ladies, or men, if a man or a woman regularly abuses you, don't keep going back for more. Use wisdom. All right, I need to move on because knowing human nature, some of you are already thinking, I've had enough about wisdom. It's wise for you to get on to your next point. Isn't that right? You didn't know I was that wise. Okay, so let's go to our second truth today. Our second truth is this. Be an overcomer of the buts, B-U-T-S. Be an overcomer of the buts in your life. And this truth came to my mind when I read verse eight and then uh, into verse nine. Notice verse eight. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed amazing miracles and signs among the people, but, 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 but one day some men from the synagogue of freed slaves, as it was called, started to debate with him. <laughs> my little sweetheart up here is just multiplying my butts. <laughs> now the rest of the chapter, 
The rest of the chapter goes on to tell us about the but, B-U-T. We are told about how a group of people gave Stephen a very hard time. Now think about it. The buts, the buts are the problems or heartaches in your life which might appear to prevent you from accomplishing what you want to do. That's what we're talking about here when we're referring to the buts. For instance, let's go back to the recent basketball championship series between Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors. Mind you, I would have much preferred it if it had been Cleveland, uh, if it had been the Toronto Raptors and Golden State Warriors, but that's obviously not how it panned out. But anyway, let's go back to that series. Now, to win the championship, a team needed to win four out of seven games. I tell you that because some of you are, are soccer or football fans, and you may not even know much about basketball, right? So the team had to win four out of seven games. Now, Golden State won the first two games by a big margin of points, right? How many of you remember that? All right? Golden State won the first two games. I think they maybe even won by more than 20 points, whatever it was, for each game. Think of, think of this. LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavalier team could have said to themselves, they could have said, we had hoped to win the championship, but, but we have already lost the first two games. And not only that, the sports commentators are saying, we are no match for the great Golden State. They are just too good for us. We had hoped to win, but... Then eventually, eventually, Golden State Warriors had won three games and Cleveland Cavaliers had finally won one game. Golden State needed to win only one more game for the championship. They only needed one more to win. The sports commentators were repeatedly saying this. They were saying things like, no basketball team has ever come back in the history of the league to win after being down three games to one game. They said it had never been done. Now think of this. LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers could have once again said to themselves, they could have said, you know, we had hoped to win, but, but no team in the history of our league, the basketball league, has ever come back to win it when a team has been down three games to one. What am I saying? I'm saying Cleveland faced a lot of buts. However, they chose to overcome the buts in their journey to victory, and they won. They did what, what people said could not be done. And my friends, you and I have, have a variety of buts in life that we have to face as well, right? Someday, people sometimes say things like, someday I'd like to have enough money to help other people, but, but I grew up poor. Don't let your past rob you of a brilliant future. Is there an amen in the house? Right? 
Others say, someday I'd like to get married and have a family, but when I grew up, my parents got divorced. Don't let your past hinder your future, right? Someone might say, hey, I really, I really want to have a good job and a good career, but, but my nose is too long. Or my, my ears are too big. Uh, I, I'm too short. Or I'm too tall. I, I'm too skinny. Or I'm too fat. I'm not smart enough. I'm too smart. And they say I'm overqualified. I'm too bald. I'm too hairy. I got ADHD. I got ants in my pants. I'm too old. I'm too young. Listen, listen. If ever you have thoughts like that, think, think about some of the movie stars and think about some of the biggest names in music. Many, many of them, just think, many of them have a big nose. In fact, for some it's their trademark. Many of them have a big nose. They have a big, big ears. Some of them are too short, too tall, too skinny, too fat, or whatever. Think about them and say to yourself, if they can make it, I can make it. Amen? Come on. That's right. And also, my friends, also, fill your mind with this Bible verse. Read it with me in unison from the big screen. Read it out loud, Ephesians 3.20. Now all the glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Read it again. Now all the glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. My friend, be an overcomer of the